0: What's up, everyone? This is Jessica Rice, Communications Director at Renaissance Church, and I'm here and happy to talk about something that's going on in the life of our church community with two very special people, Pastor Jordan Rice and Pastor Lester Kim. Yo, yo. Say what's up, guys. What's up, y'all? Hello. (laughs) We're going to talk about community life here in our church for the fall 2022 season. And uh, there's some cool things happening, some changes from last season, spring. And uh, yeah, with all that said, let's just hop into it, right? Let's do it. So the first thing I think we should do is maybe just define for everybody what community life is and why we do groups here at Renaissance. Uh, Lester, maybe you want to take a crack at that?
1: Uh, yeah so community life here at Renaissance is especially in a city like New York uh, if you're here in person with us um it's a it's a it can be a pretty hectic and overwhelming and chaotic life and I think you know left to ourselves in our natural estate um, we're kind of used to or kind of brought up thinking that um, like pick up my straps, make it on your own uh, put a lot of effort a lot of work you know blood sweat and tears and so there's a lot of like something i have to do um and unfortunately that kind of carries over to our spiritual life as well and also to a church life as well and so there's a disconnect between the sacred and the secular in a sense where uh in our everyday life we can do things on our own and somehow in the church life or in our in our faith life that also can still carry on but what we have to understand is that since um since the fall in the garden, um, there's been the way the way uh, Satan kind of distracts us or confuses us is to separate us not only from God mm. but also separate us from each other. Mm. And so that's what sin does. It kind of separate. It creates separation. Mm-hmm. So even though we talked about sin as a separation from God, it also is a separation from one another. And mm. that's not how we're made. Especially as we go into this new series. You know, we have to understand uh, who we're made for and, and what we're made to do and you know so um, because God is a God of relationships um, especially as we see in the Trinity, we because we're made in His likeness uh, we are, need to have a you know we need to have a light that reflects that kind of connection also as well. Mm-hmm. And so at Renaissance we are hoping to you know just provide an opportunity uh, it's not going to be the the be-all and end of all things but definitely an opportunity. To start addressing um, that fractured separation, and hopefully we can begin over time um, creating real connections with one another, uh, with th- with those of us in our church. So that's what community life is mm. about, and we want to do it. You know, not only about just talking about uh, the Bible and Scripture and being guided by God, but also just with one another and with real life with everyday people.
0: Mm. For sure. Mm.
2: That's 100% true. I'd I'd probably add that one of the things that I've been thinking about recently is that as Jesus talks about what it means to be his disciple, to be his follower, he always talks about it in organic terms, not like mechanical terms, mm-hmm. like what it means to grow. So one of the best analogies to growth in a disciple of Jesus is like life on the vine, as grapes grow on the vine. And growth and connection are directly linked like so you cannot grow unless you're connected to the vine and that vine is obviously the life source of the vine is jesus of course but it also means you're connected to other uh to other grapes and other uh, other vines so growth and connection go hand in hand and community life at renaissance are one of the ways that we try to ensure that we are connected not just to jesus and we are connected to him through scripture through prayer that we do in our groups that we'll get to in a little bit Uh, but also to each other. And even to be perfectly honest, when I think about my own life spiritually, um, 99.9% of the breakthroughs and the pivotal moments I've had are connected to other people. Mm. And I've had a lot of Bible study. I've gone to seminary. I got degrees. I got all these things. They're good. I've had some really powerful moments with God one-on-one. So I don't want to negate those things. But the real growth that I've been able to experience has been, tied to other people and we want to continue to create opportunities for people to grow. Uh not in the American Western version like Lester was talking about, where you can do things harder and stronger and just, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. But biblically, and that means we're yep. we're connected. So community life for Renaissance is just making sure we are connected to Jesus and to each other.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I mean I think it's really important for people who are maybe, you know, new to Renaissance, um, come from a different faith background. We know it's a right. very diverse church. Maybe you're used to coming into church and just worshiping on a Sunday morning and leaving and then going about your business the rest of the week.
2: Yeah, growing up, we had Bible, you know, Shiloh Baptist. It was, you know, I mean, Sunday morning worship. You had Sunday school, you had the worship service, and then you had Bible study on Tuesday or Wednesday night. Sure. And uh, for us, yeah, we, we do it a little bit differently most times.
0: Right, exactly. These groups are really where we hope that the things that you learn on a Sunday, you get to really work them out in community with other people in your group and really think about how does this apply to my life? How do I actually not just hear something and forget it, but actually apply it in real ways? How do I live it out? Mm. If we're talking about forgiveness, how do I learn to forgive people in my group or in my family or whatever it may be and have
2: people to hold you accountable Did you forgive that person? Yes. Or can I encourage you? Or can we pray for you? All these different things.
0: Yes, for sure. And so that's why groups have really been a part of Renaissance since our very beginning. In fact, before the church even started, before the church had a name, we started as a community group meeting in our apartment, Jordan, on 121st Street. And uh, that was like a group of 12 to 15 people. Many of those people are still a part of Renaissance today. And then we grew to another group. And then so we've always had some kind of group at Renaissance community groups before COVID days, uh, which was about 12 to 15 people meeting in apartments around the city. Then we pivoted to DNA groups, which were smaller virtual groups when the pandemic started Um, And so we've always had some kind of group structure so that people have this way of being known, as you said, Lester, of being cared for, of being in community, of connecting with one another. So we're excited that as we move into the fall, we have some changes coming to our groups. Yes. And we also have a new sermon series that we're kicking off this Sunday, which is going to tie into our groups. Can you talk a little bit about this new series, Jordan?
2: Yeah. So at Renaissance... We are married to the mission, not the methods. So our mission is to connect people to Jesus Christ and to each other. And over the years, we've had a lot of different methods to try to do that. And we'll, <laughs> we're making a little bit of a change this fall, and we'll be making changes all the time, because whatever is the best way to accomplish our, our mission, we want to do that. So uh, last, in the, uh, last time in the spring, we had DNA groups, which focused on the sermon series and put people in these groups. And then we also had growth groups, which were more content-specific However, this fall, we're moving back towards DNA groups as our primary way of uh, discipleship this fall, because we're doing a new sermon series that I really just want everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. It's like a really foundational topic that I think is extremely underformed in American Christianity. So we're doing a sermon series called Embodied, uh, How Our Faith and Our Bodies Connect. What does it mean to, fo- to understand um, the purpose for which we were created? Most of the time when I talk about a sermon series on our bodies, people just start thinking about sex. And I think that shows how underformed we are in terms of understanding what our bodies were created for. Certainly that's a part of it, and we'll get to a little bit of that in the series. Um, But we're going to be looking at the questions of, like, why do I exist? What does it mean for me to thrive? What does it mean for uh, me to grow in in my faith in relationship to uh, my body and my relationships? Um, So... I want us to think about Sunday mornings as like introductions to the conversations, and I hope I've been doing a lot of reading and studying for the last two years, actually, for this series, and I really am expecting God to meet us in, on Sunday mornings, but I actually am more hopeful and more expectant of what we're going to encounter midweek as we get a deeper dive into the scriptures, a deeper dive into the conversations, so that we can really flesh these things out, no pun intended, um, as we look at this this sermon series. So, this fall we're jumping back into DNA groups as a primary vehicle for discipleship because I really want everybody on the same page as we are looking um, at really God and our body and how um, our bodies are a major part of theology a major part of our faith the Bible starts with the creation of our body right and it ends with the restoration of our bodies right and so much of the story about how we understand ourselves and how we understand God what does it mean to be broken what does it mean to be what does it mean to be in relationship with another human being? What does it mean to to look at someone who is made in God's image? What does it mean for yourself to be made in God's image? Man, there's so many questions we're going to be looking at. And I, I really hope that these DNA groups are like a great place to dig a whole lot deeper into what we um, kind of kick off on Sunday mornings.
0: I love that. That sounds great. And I think our church has done a lot, even in talking about uh, our emotions. Yep and our emotional health, and how that ties into spirituality. And we haven't yet gotten into this whole, our physical bodies. And I think a lot of churches, as you said, it's an underformed part of Western theology, Mm -hmm. Christianity. And so for us to really dig into this, I think is gonna be pretty exciting. Anything you're thinking about, Lester, as we get into the series, whether it's going along with the content Jordan talked about, or just how the groups work,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to folks getting more connected, um, and I think that's what DNA, our groups, uh, that's the purpose of it. As we're aligned with our mission, is to connect people to Jesus Christ and to one another. Like you know, we, I mean, we mentioned earlier, we're trying to undo the problem, which is separation, and so. But we also want to do it in a, a much more manageable and kind of yeah, uh, manageable way for us to kind of go through with those things, and so. Talking about DNAs, I think I do want to set up, talk about just four things real quickly about what to expect and what they are. One is, I think, just the expectation that some of it will just take some time. I think about like um, like a puzzle, like a puzzle piece. Um, all of us are different kind of pieces of the puzzle, and none of us, if you've ever done a puzzle piece, is able to complete the puzzle like in the first 10 seconds, unless it's like a, a kid's one. But you no, know, we're much more complex than that. So I think there's a lot of pieces. So that being said, I think every every person is going to be different, and I think every piece matters. Yeah. And I think, at the, but at the same time, it just takes time for those to figure out how those pieces fit together. And so anyone signing up for DNA groups should understand the expectation is that us kind of gelling together as a family, as as a small group, it will just take some time because we're just all different pieces. Mm-hmm. But If we take the time to kind of work it out, I think the end of the picture, I think, is much more beautiful than just just a singular piece by itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that, I think, it's just setting the expectation of, like, it just would just take a little bit of time to to kind of figure out how all of us are going to fit. But at the same time,
2: each piece matters. Mm -hmm. Um, And add to that, even as a puzzle, God being the, uh, not that God is a puzzle to be figured out, but... Puzzles work a whole lot quicker when you do it with another person. Mm, Yeah. So to understand the the full picture of who God is, doing that in community, Um, so connection is an amazingly important thing. But figuring out who God is takes time. What God expects of us takes time, and we do that better when we have other people helping us to put the picture picture together because we have blind spots.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the more people, more eyes we have on uh, on the puzzle piece, like the the easier and the faster it'll get done. Uh, and for those who are new to uh, our small groups, DNA just stands for Discipleship, Nurturing, and Accountability. And so let me just go through real quickly. I think these are elements that are, I think are essential for every Christian, for everyone who puts their faith in Jesus Christ to grow and become more Christ-like. Discipleship is literally just following after Jesus. And just, uh, it's a lifelong thing. It's not something we, we just do once a week or even eight weeks and then like, well, I'm done. I did DNA and so now I'm a fully formed disciple of Jesus Christ. No, it's a... <laughs> It's a lifelong thing for all of us. So um, just kind of a humility in terms of being an openness to learning. But we want to be guided by God's word first and foremost, um, because God's word is always authoritative and he speaks the truth. And so as we go into the series, especially about our bodies, uh, we've been formed or our ideas of our formative ideas of who we are as people and as our bodies has been largely been kind of kind of directed by kind of our culture, uh, the people around us, the world. And mm-hmm. what we need is to have God to reshape and to reteach us what is actually true about us. And so we want to be guided by God's word first. So that's discipleship. The nurturing part is kind of talked about earlier is just doing life together, uh, caring for one another, knowing that e- each person matters, like your puzzle piece, each of us matters. And uh, a single piece on its own is just not enough. Uh, we were created to be in community. And so it's hard doing life on our own. and it's super you know lonely and just you know difficult. And it's so much easier not just the puzzle piece Jordan like you're talking about, but just in general, Scripture, scripture talks about it over and over again. the more things we do together, just the easier it is. And we just uh, we're just created to be that way. So we want more people to be around us and the nurturing part comes through just kind of sharing our lives together over a meal or conversations. And at the end of eight weeks, my hope is that you have at least one more person one more person in your life that you can actually text for coffee or for drinks or for dinner or whatever, or just for prayer. Um, hopefully it'll be the whole group, but understanding realistically it may not be uh, because eight weeks is not necessarily enough to build all those connections or deep connections, but hopefully you'll at least have, will have one more than you did when you first started. Mm-hmm. And lastly is accountability is... Uh, left alone, it's just difficult to kind of get a lot of things done. Since we were not created to be on our own, we need others in our life to help ensure that we get to where we need to go. So, uh, the accountability part is just, we need other people just to have eyes on us, um, check in on us, not to kind of just be, like, um, watch over our shoulders and nag us, but but more of just help us to become people that we say who we are, mm-hmm. uh, even as we've gone through the James series. Becoming the people that we say that we are through our actions, through our words, through all that we do in our life. And so we just need more people around us in our lives. So it's discipleship, nurturing, and accountability. Those are the three things. And lastly, the fourth thing was, once again, is just expectation that will just take a little bit of time, but I think it'll be worth it in the end.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, we're fortunate being staff people at Renaissance and having been around for many years to have the view of what these Ooh. groups have meant to people. Um, to see the bonds that have been formed, to see Mm -hmm. how group members are there for one another, to see how people have grown as a result of these relationships. And so we're really excited about what's coming up for
2: the fall. Yeah. And not just like in the immediate, what people experience, but also in the long term. Like if you think about scaffolding, scaffolding in New York City is ugly, but it's only like really helpful when it's raining or in the event that something actually falls. And the best time to build scaffolding is before you needed it. And I think for a lot of people in life, uh, DNA groups, in addition to growing in scripture and, and learning more about God, it really is building a scaffolding up in your life, a more beautiful scaffolding that provides a place for you, a safe spot for you, uh, if and when something starts to fall apart in, in your life. So the best time to, do, to build that is before you need it. Mm
0: -hmm. And for you to be the one to hold somebody else up too. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so much a part of our formation? Yes. Not just that we would receive, but we would also be the hands and feet of Jesus to someone else in our community. Right. Um, Again, that we don't just come into a building on Sunday mornings and leave and we're not known and we're not connected, but we actually Mm. are brothers and sisters to Mm. one another.
2: Yeah. I think about even just past week talking about prayer and how much, I've lamented in my own life about like, oh man, I wish I had a deeper prayer life sometimes. And the Lord has deepened my prayer life by giving me more things to pray about. And when Mm -hmm. I'm disconnected from people, when I'm connected meaningfully to people, I have more things to pray about. I have more reasons to realize that I'm limited. I have more burdens that the Lord has given me and I find myself praying more. Mm -hmm. So there is a direct connection between our growth, our following after Jesus, our engaging in the daily graces of prayer and scripture, when we are connected to people. So that, that growth and connection thing is, is so important. So we're looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay. So now as we were planning for this fall 2022 20, season, uh, there was a lot of back and forth about how the groups were going to be structured and oh, yeah.
2: we had 19 meetings. About we this. had many
0: meetings <laughs> and obviously, you know, COVID is not gone, but Certainly the landscape has changed and there will always be uncertainty about what is going to come around the Mm. corner or whatever. We knew that we had surveyed the community. A lot of people wanted to meet in person. Um, The DNA groups have for the last year and a half been primarily virtual.
2: We want to honor people's commitments regardless of what those are. For
0: sure. For sure. And so um, where we landed was that we would offer both virtual groups, and in-person groups. So when people go to register, they'll have that option to say that I want to meet in a virtual group or an in-person group. That can be on a Sunday afternoon, uh, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Tuesday evening, Wednesday evening. We have all kinds of time slots. Now, the other thing that we had a whole discussion about was whether or not the groups would be same gender or gender-based, men's groups, women's groups, or if they would be co-ed. Now, explain a little bit, Jordan, about where we ended on yeah. that decision.
2: We headed into this fall thinking that groups would be co-ed because we really do value learning from everyone and mm-hmm. being a community with everyone. But then when we started to look at the sermon series content and particularly certain weeks, we realized that, man, there'd be some week, a lot, maybe four weeks in the middle of it where it really would be better to have the, the space, the safety to be around just men or just women, depending on your group. Um So that there could truly be transparency uh, and freedom to share vulnerably without any hindrances. So then we made the decision for this group for this fall, mainly because of the sermon series, to offer groups for for men, again, virtual or in person for women, virtual or in person. And then also we said, well, sometimes there are probably some couples who would really benefit from going through this embodied sermon series together. So then we said, well, we'll offer in-person groups for For couples, either married or engaged, that really feel like they could benefit from this content by going through it together. So that's how we kind of got to those decisions.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, again, when people register, they'll have all the options in front of them. And it's important to say, and you said this from the stage on Sunday, Jordan, that for those in-person groups in order to really put those together, we need people on their forums to say whether or not they're willing to host people in their homes, right? So we can organize the in-person groups only to the extent that people sign up to say, yes, and I will let eight people come into my apartment on a weekly basis and we'll do our best to put a couple of hosts together so that the load can be shared. Um, But that's just an important thing that people know it's, we don't want to pressure people to feel like they have to open up their homes, but we do want to set expectations that we are kind of uh, limited in what we can organize based on everyone's comfort level, which we are trying to respect.
2: Yeah. So two things to that. One, um, if you're in a group where it's in person and there's a disruption, you all f- can feel free to be like, "Oh, we're going to do this week online." Yeah. You know, because so you know, there's exposures or whatever, whatever's going on. You all can decide to make that online if you need to, but primarily you all will be meeting in person. Secondly, about that, um, we really do want people <laughs> to stress also that we're not going to be telling y'all where you're meeting on a weekly basis. We're expecting people to be adults, and we're saying, "Hey." You three said you can host and we will let you all decide how and when that works. You said Tuesday evening. Great. What time Tuesday evening? That's for you all to decide. If it's seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, if you're a night owl, that's up, that's up to, to you guys to, to decide. So another quick thing I wanted to t- talk about this, the actual format of the DNA group specifically. So for, particularly for new people. So the groups start with. A video teaching about 10 to 12 minutes by one of our teachers usually lester or someone else in the community one of our teachers in the community and that grounds the conversation for the entire group then there is a discussion guide that that everybody can go through together we'd recommend for one person to be the primary pr- facilitator each week just to have continuity Uh, One person who's the Zoom producer, moving things around, or if you're in person, one person hitting play and then guiding the conversation through the questions. We are asking everybody follow the discussion guide, although we know that sometimes people don't make it, most of the time, people don't make it through the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's something that we give a lot of thought and intentionality to, so we're not leaving it to yourself to have to come up with a conversation. And we realize that sometimes you want to stick on one thing longer than something else, but we certainly want everybody to watch the video up front and then get into some of the questions to guide your conversation uh, going forward. And we want feedback on how helpful the guides are. So if there's something that was missing, please feel free to let us know that so we can improve it as we go further in the the season.
0: Yeah, that's great. Okay, so uh, Lester. I've heard all this information about groups. They sound pretty cool. I am looking forward to being connected to eight to ten other people and you know, build relationships. Should I join a group though, how do I really determine if being in a DNA group is right for me?
1: Yeah, so um, for those who are interested in joining, whether it be virtual or in person, you know, like it sounds kind of contradictory. like I say, hey, we need to be more connected. Uh, but then at the same time, Uh, we are saying but kind of little asterisk here like but it requires you to be consistent Mm -hmm. and committed Mm -hmm. um so i think what what has always been true even i think from the beginning of community groups and dna groups or small groups here at renaissance is groups always suffer when people don't show up Mm -hmm. or aren't committed um i think I think many of us, or maybe many of us, I think, don't quite understand the impact that we have, that what we say or what we don't do matters. And so, like, every person here uh, at Renaissance and every person who wants to sign up, like, you matter. And so, if you don't show up, it, it has an impact. It's not it's not minor. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like a an evite to, like, this large party and... Like a 1,000 people show up and you just happen to didn't show up. No, this is different. This is like, as Paul would write about the body, it's like when one body is missing, one part is missing, it deeply affects the rest. And so I think we just want to stress that everyone matters and your life and contributes and impacts in positive and potentially negative ways um, more than you realize. Mm. So, um, So, yeah, so the idea is like we just need you to commit. Um, So we want intentionality, not good intentions. Um, Good intentions are nice, but they don't actually make things actually happen. So we need intentionality. So please sign up if you can commit to the majority of the meetings. We understand that life happens. Things happen in life sometimes. That's perfectly fine. We're understandable about that. But if you know you just can't come most of the time, we're just going to ask you to kind of hold off. Pray about it, get involved in the other the other events, activities we have coming up throughout the year, and maybe in spring you can join us then. Yeah,
2: yeah Jesus teaches a parable about counting the cost in Luke 14. And he said, like, which one of you would go out and say you're going to, like, build a house or something unless you have first counted the cost of what it's going to cost to complete it? Because if you don't have the resources to complete it, people are going to almost laugh at you and mock you and say, this man started something and he didn't finish or she started something and she didn't finish. And there's really a lot of hurt that's done when we don't count the cost to. Can I do this? So in real practical terms, a lot of us are rusty in terms of getting out. You know what I mean? You might have, <laughs> you might have, uh, you might, you might just be getting back outside, mm-hmm. and you have, you're not used to weekly commitments outside. So even it's not just whether or not you should be in a group, but which kind of group should you be in? <laughs> if you're not ready for weekly in-person groups with eight other people. Then I would probably sign up for an online group. Right. That's something that, and even for our online groups, we're encouraging them to meet at least once in person. So you can still have a personal connection. Maybe I go to
0: church together. I can go to church together, Sunday, do some yeah. brunch
2: together after a service, mm-hmm. um, and still be online. So we really want you counting the cost. Not just do I have the intentionality to complete these eight weeks, but also am I really trying to be outside? Which is for me, I'm actually still on the fence. I don't know if I'm going to do a, a morning group online. Or if I'm going to do an in-person group. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Because it's not just even COVID. It's also what I like to call the couch effect. When <laughs> when I hit the couch, it's just hard to get up.
0: I can attest to that.
2: Yes, you know. Because <laughs> it's time to clean up the kitchen or something. I'm just there, you know, struggling to get up. Right. So for some of you, it's not COVID. It's the couch effect. You're sitting there. You're like, yo, do I really feel like getting up? It's cold. It's rainy. Whatever. You know what I mean? Do I feel like doing that? And to kind of go back to what Lester said, it's not – it really has – we're not asking you to have good intention to sign up. We're asking you to count the costs and to have intentionality. So it's not just, and the reason is not just that you potentially hurt the group, but also, man, there's something for you if you actually commit to something and you follow through with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How many times, and you know this, Jess, there'd be times I'd be on the couch like, yo, I started this church and I don't feel like going to this joint tonight. And then by the time we left community group, I'm like on a million, I'm like, yo, that was amazing. I'm so grateful that we went that day. Yes. The conversation was so helpful. So all those different things, keeping up, that God has something for you, that God has growth for you when you're connected. So we are really encouraging people to follow through with their commitments, knowing that God has something for you profoundly to change your life, to shape your life, seeds that are going to be deposited in your life through this series, relationships that are going to be formed uh, with your brothers and sisters in Christ through this series that we hope is going to really stand the test of time. Yeah.
0: That's great. Yeah. All right. So everybody can sign up on our website. Uh, Registration is open for a limited time. It closes on Monday, September 26th at 1159 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. (laughs) Um, Not a minute later. Not Pacific. Right. Not (laughs) Pacific. So we want to make sure that everybody signs up by that deadline because it takes us time to then organize the group, send out information, get everybody up to speed and ready to go the week of October 9th is when the groups are going to start meeting.
2: And it takes a lot of time to organize the groups and the link will be in the description below. Click that button right now and then just sign up. Um, have those conversations actually don't click the button right now. Pray about it. Think about it. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be in groups? Do you want to grow? Um, we think it's going to be an amazing opportunity. And if, after you've prayed about it, you thought about it, um, yeah, then click that link in the, (laughs) in the, in the description and, uh, Let's get it. Thanks, guys. Yes. Peace.